are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Welcome to Voice Junkie. What's up, everybody? It's good to be back. It is good to be back. This is episode 30. And I had took a trip. I was away last week on a, on a trip, a family trip. And, uh, you know, it's sometimes good to recharge the batteries and get yourself reset and, you know, self-prevention, really. You know, it's you got to take care of self from time to time. Don't you agree? So that's what I did. I took a time. I took some time off, a little break. Now I'm back here trying to deliver and get fired up about the latest thing that we got going on right now. And that's the latest big proposal that Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders has, um, you know, introduced. And that's called the Loan Shark Prevention Act. Let me read real quick what it's about. The Loan Prevention Act, Loan Shark Prevention Act, is a sweeping plan to combat the predatory lending practices of America's big banks and protect consumers who are burdened with exorbitant credit card interest rates. The legislation imposes a 15% federal cap on interest rates and empowers individual states to establish lower limits. So the real point of it is to kind of make these companies, these these financial institutions, these loan shark businesses, these credit card companies, make them a little honest as far as their interest rates are concerned. You know, even department stores, they're, they're not, you know, exempt from this at all as, as well because they charge it a ridiculous interest rate themselves. So they want to cap all of that at 15%. You know, I, I want to I go into what Bernie Sanders said. You know, before I give you what, you know, why, why I think this is a great idea, let me jump into what Bernie Sanders said because it purpose it per, uh, perfectly encapsulates the whole uh, scenario of why to bring this in. It's a it's a perfect analogy that he uses. So let me jump into it. So what Bernie says is the reality is that today's modern day loan sharks are no longer lurking on the street corners, breaking kneecaps to collect their payments. They wear three piece suits and they work on Wall Street where they make hundreds of millions in total compensation and head financial institutions like J.P. Morgan Chase, Citigroup, Bank of America, and American Express. Bingo. He hit the nail right on the head there. This is really what it is. The times have changed. So those old, those uh, predatorial guys used to give loans in the neighborhood, and then when you defaulted on that loan or you were a little late, they came knocking at your door or ready to break your kneecaps. That, those days are over. All those wolves in sheep's clothing, they're on Wall Street now. They're doing similar deals. You know, they may not be breaking kneecaps, but they're doing deals that could break your back, <laughs> these, these interest rates. So the fact that this is, this is what goes uh, unnoticed by a lot of people because obviously this is information that they wouldn't know, you know, because they probably don't watch the news or they don't follow politics extremely close like I do. But... A lot of people don't realize that these financial institutions, they're gifted the ability to borrow money directly from the federal government, the federal treasury department, at 2.5% interest rate. Yes, you heard correctly. The financial institutions out there of the world, 
the credit card companies, the banks, the you know loan company, loan shark companies, all these you know who, who issue payday loans and all of that stuff. Yes, they get to borrow money from our government. You, me, we're the government. Our government at two point five percent. So at that same money that they get to borrow, they get to charge you twenty to twenty five percent. That sounds a little messed up, doesn't it? Yeah, it's because it is messed up. And the fact that they've been able to get away with stuff like this is insane. So even if you cap them at 15%, that ain't hurting them. It ain't hurting them. They're still making an over 1,000% profit, if not more than that. I don't, you know, I don't do math like that, but I know it's 1,000% or more. 2.5%. That's what they get to borrow money from our government from, for. So this is, doesn't hurt them at all. And this is what the bill is saying. Like, look, you're crushing people. Debt is one of the biggest issues along with healthcare in the entire country. There's a lot of people in debt. You know, you can't have a vibrant economy when you have so many people in debt and, and, and they don't have the, the opportunity to buy homes, to buy and create their own lives and improve the future. They just don't have that. We all, you know, and I know conservatives, right? This is what conservatives would say. They would say, oh, this is an infringement on the private sector, and uh, this is the government trying to be big government and jump into our affairs to shake things up and, you know, hurt the people, essentially. That's a goddamn lie. That's one thing about Republicans, man, that I, I kind of respect because I have my eyes open. I look at different things you know, than the normal person. A normal person ain't really looking between the lines. I look between the lines. So when people say one thing, I can understand what they're really trying to say. And with Republicans, they're very transparent for what they represent. They represent corporations. They are the party of corporations. They do. They make that very clear. We only care about rich people and corporations. They're very transparent with it. They don't give a damn about the middle class. A lot of them are from the middle class, but they don't give a damn about them. They really care about corporations because, you know, that's their base. Their base are rich people who want to change the tax code. They either want to change the tax code to not pay uh, as much taxes or they want to be able to do whatever they want, whenever they want, to average people like me and you. So it's a great plan. You know, that's one part of the plan to cap it at 15%, but I have to jump into the other part of the plan that's important that they're proposing him and uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez out of the Bronx, the, the district, uh, the superstar progressive. You had to hear about her, but they're both proposing not only to cap the uh, those interest rates at 15%, but to also empower our local Post office, uh, post office branches to become more involved financially. Well, what they mean by that is they want them to essentially um, expand the post office banking services as an accessible, affordable alternative to check cashing and payday lending businesses. So uh, let me read this again. Let me read another quote here. Post offices exist in almost every community in our country. There are more than 31,000 retail post offices in the country and important way to provide decent banking opportunities for low-income communities is to allow the U.S. Postal Service to engage in basic banking services. So 
they want them to get involved in the banking sector as far as giving people an out, another alternative to when they need to borrow money or they need to, uh, you know, do other services that financial industries provide. And this is, you know, they could, they could become ATMs. I mean, a lot of people, let's be clear, first of all, a lot of people go to the post office to handle finances and, and send money and do all of those types of things. So to, to increase that, to make them do loans and things of that nature would not be out of the norm, considering the fact that they already handle money. So, you know, it makes sense to have them be a source where you could pay, you know, you cash your check or pay a bill or electronically send money, which they already do. Well, I don't believe they do that yet. I think they still do it by just paper. But they can, you know, with more money, with more uh, resources, they can, you know, become a little more technologically sound when it comes to sending off transfers. But it just makes sense. They already do this stuff that they're already proposing. So this is not too fringe or too radical of an idea to just say, hey, why not have them also do loans? Of that now, 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 let's just keep it real. This will definitely, without a doubt, hurt local credit unions. This would definitely hurt them in some sort of way because why would I go to a credit union when I could just go to the post office now to handle those things, you know? But, you know, then again, it might actually help uh, credit uh, unions because credit unions probably would have better service far as how to handle their customers and just being more convenient. So so it would be more of a race against for convenience, in my opinion. This is me just thinking out loud. I think that it'll just become a convenience thing. Like we all offer similar products and services, but which one of us have better services as far as our convenience and how that comes off to the customer? You get what I'm saying? So it's a good idea. Uh, so... What they're saying is like, hey, the post office could do a lot of those things. And, you know, why not? I mean, the point is to give people an opportunity to pay lower interest rates. You know, I, I just <laughs> I, I say it again, man. It's it's crazy how they're able to just get money at 2.5 percent. We can't get money directly from the Fed, but they can. And then they could charge us like 20 more percent on top of the little ridiculous loan that they took out. It's just excessive greed, man. Like, corporations aren't people. So we shouldn't be surprised by this type of behavior when companies take money out for 2.5% and charge you like 30% for it. We shouldn't be at all surprised, man. Corporations are what they are. They're machines. Their sole objective is to make money. It's not to care about people. It doesn't have a conscience like people it's a it's a it's a machine so of course they're going to try to maximize profits of course they're going to try to be as greedy as they possibly can so they can make more money more and more money it's all about making more money it's never enough so this is a perfect legislative uh flex by him, uh, by bernie sanders and aoc but you know obviously it's not going to go anywhere let's be real like what I do love about it is it shows it shows the public who they are, who they who they fight for, what side they're on. You know, they say, "Hey, we're for the people." Well, this is for the people. You can't deny that. Whether it passes in the House or the Senate is another story. 
I mean, it might not even pass the House because the House is filled with a bunch of corporatist Democrats who get money from those very industries that they're trying to punish. So we don't know where to go. I mean, well, we know where it will go. It's not going anywhere. But what they're trying to do here is just show people, hey, this could be the alternative. This is what we stand for and all the people that we, you know, that represents our ideals. This is where we stand. Now you can look at where everyone else stands. So this is just a, you know, a legislative flex, like I said. Just to put that out there and kind of expose the other people out there in the world. And, and it doesn't help Republicans in a sense that it's like, hey, if you're in a Republican district and you see you know, your representative kind of you know, fight against this, it, it shouldn't make you happy. Because I know a lot of you out there, no matter what, political spectrum you reside on would not be into aren't into paying 20 to 25 percent on your credit cards <laughs> we all feel that same way that has no political bias at all if you're a human being we all share the same insight i mean or the same feelings we don't like that i don't think it's right and i think this is a good step in the right direction say hey you got to cap it you're already making an obsessive amount of money at 15 percent so you know, great job as usual by Ocasio Cortez and you know Bernie Sanders. Those guys are really in it for the right reasons. It, you know, and that's where we—that's what we need as representatives. I, I'm really not into the political spectrum as far as what side of the, uh, uh, what party that I'm on. I don't believe in parties. You know, that's one thing about me. I don't believe in parties. I believe in ideas. I believe in policy. You know, we have to get out of the mindset of red and blue. That's Democrat and, Re and Republican, by the way. <laughs> Not Bloods and Crips, even though they're kind of similar in many aspects, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but these are gangs, man. At the end of the day, these are gangs. Republican gang, Democrat gang. I'm not in any of those gangs. I don't fight for a side. I fight for ideas. I fight for policy. Like that's what I that's what my fight is as a person. And I think as people, we all need to have that same mentality. So when you see candidates, representatives come out with ideas like this that benefits all of us, no matter the political spectrum, you have to support it. You got to back it. If you don't back it, then something's wrong with your brain. It's broken. You know, because oh no, I, I like it. I like what they're saying, but they're, they're Democrats, so I can't. I can't support it. No, that sounds idiotic. Support what you believe in, no matter who says it. That's what you have to support. That's what you have to be behind. Too many of us out here, you know, in in this country, vote against our best interests. Like that just makes no sense. Why would you vote against your best interests? Now, I know a lot of people are misinformed constantly on the daily, and a lot of us don't research anything. So it's easy for good deeds like this, like the Loan Shark Prevention Act, to be you know, buried or overlooked because you weren't paying attention. It's easy for that. We got a lot of stuff we do day to day. I'm one of them. You know, I'm no different. So we, we, we're busy. We don't have time to really kind of pay attention to things like this. But these things or things like this are very important to pay attention to because it's what we all need. So there are representatives out there. There's, they're not all, we can't put every 
politician in the same bucket because there are some politicians in that uh, that are around that are that have their hearts in the right places. That's what I'm trying to say. So at the end of the day, we we have to support ideas like this. This is what I'm trying to say. Support ideas like this, no matter what side of the fence they're on, what what color jersey they got on. This is not professional sports, people. This is life. Politics is life. You know why? Because politics decide how you live your goddamn life. That's why everybody should at least pay attention to it a little bit. Not just general election time, but, you know, tend to learn little things. Read your local newspapers. You know, local was very important because, you know, Although federal government affects you, state government affects you the most where you live. So it's very important to try to inform yourself as much as possible to see if your representative is coming up with ideas like this or at least backing ideas like this. So it's very important to to, to stay in the loop. You know what I mean? And, and and, And I can't stress it enough. Don't be blinded by what political side you're on, what jersey you're wearing. Fuck the jerseys. Fuck the jerseys. It's like the NBA right now. We used to be, we used to grow up as fans as a team, as a team. Y'all, you know, I grew up a Bulls fan. That's, you know, me. I grew up a Bulls fan because of Michael Jordan, though. That's how it used to be. We used to be all for the team. Now, this new generation coming in that's the post-Jordan era, the, you know, D-Way, LeBron era, or Kobe era, we pay attention more about the player, you know, not the team. We're not really worried about the jersey as far as the team. We're worried about the player. We're fans of the player first, not the team. This is the same way, the same mentality we need to have for politics. We got to stop worrying about the team and worry about the player that's on that team. You get what I'm saying? So AOC is on the same team as uh, some of the Democrats, and she's wearing that jersey, quote-unquote. But you know what? She's speaking about ideas that I'm behind. You know, I'm a fan of hers. I'm a fan of how she feels. I'm a fan of Bernie Sanders and how he feels. This is no secret. You could check all the early episodes, <laughs> you know. But, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not really wrapped up into people and teams and all that I'm, I'm wrapped up to what people are saying you know and i think that we have to be or have carry that same mentality we have to worry about what they're saying not necessarily about what side they're on once we get away from that corrosive mentality then we can pass bills like this we can pass medicare for all we can pass stronger rules and regulations for wall street and we can do these things they're not impossible we just got to stop being tricked and fooled into believing whatever agenda one particular side may have. We got to stop being sheep and start being more forward thinking, you know, about what we want as people. That's at the end of the day, it's about what you want, what you feel. If your side, if, you know, it, it's about what you want. I can't stress it enough. It's just about what you want, what you believe in. And you have to find a candidate that, you know, says what you believe in and you back it. So, you know, and that's why Donald Trump is so popular. Why do you think he's so popular? He's not popular in a general sense. He's insanely popular with his base. 
That's why he always is hovering around 35% approval because that's all of his base. And it don't it don't matter how much money he takes out of their pockets through tax cuts for the rich or trying to take their health care by, you know, kneecapping uh, Obamacare. It doesn't matter. You know why? Because for the most part, Donald Trump says what his supporters believe. They don't like brown people. They think it's the immigrants. It's this, it's that. That's why they still back this guy, no matter how much money he takes out of their pockets. Because they get to be the hateful people they are. He supports it, and he contributes to it. So that's why his base stays strong. So, you know, that's just the flip side of what I was talking about. Whether it's right or wrong, you at the end of the day, you got to back what you believe in. And sometimes the best idea is not from the side you always rep. That's just the reality.